0: Welcome to another episode of the Dramatology Podcast. In this episode, I am covering the 2023 Japanese movie. I keep wanting to say drama, (laughs) but it's a movie. (laughs) Um, Covering the 2023 Japanese movie titled Happy Marriage. It's also titled As Long As We Both Shall Live. I like the second title better. (laughs) And I'll explain what I mean in my review later. But... This is a Japanese movie that has been out in Japan for about six months now. It's been released in cinemas for that long. But Japan has such strict laws and like, just I don't know how they do it, but you do not get movies until it's like DVD, right? And so we, the international audience, are just getting access to this movie. And so I have been waiting for about six months and... (laughs) you know checking my drama list comment section to see if it's been released but finally it has and i was i was very happy to be one of the first people to watch it the minute like good subs came out so what is happy marriage about or should i say what is as long as we both shall live about it's a mouthful actually (laughs) um well it follows i guess the life of this girl mio that is the historical japanese cinderella (laughs) right Um, but like there's some fantasy elements added to that the only difference between her and cinderella is that her dad is still alive and he's the cause of all our problems really right she is the child of a loveless marriage an arranged marriage and her mom dies early when her mom dies her dad brings in his other daughter from his actual lover right he remarries his lover and you know brings in their daughter and so she's basically treated like a slave in her own house right by her own family members and her own dad right he doesn't care right so that's really what she has to go through the beauty of this is that when she finally gets an arranged marriage he ends up being a good one and so hence the title my happy marriage right It's that the person that everybody thought that maybe she would die there, die in his house because he is such a terrible person and, you know, his fiancées run away or like they back out last minute, ends up being the love of her life and, you know, they end up having such a good marriage. That's the premise of this movie. So, just talk about the cast a little bit. This movie stars Meguro Ren and Imada Mio as the main male lead and the female lead. Megururen is the one playing Kudokioka, right? Imadamio is the one playing Saimori Mio, right? And I have not seen the female lead before, but I have seen the male lead, right? Megururen was in My Love Mix Up, which is kind of a BL, <laughs> and trust me, I've I've like watched every Japanese BL there is, and I remember him from that. He looks drastically different in this. It's amazing. I was actually very pleasantly surprised when I saw him in this and how different he looked. I actually that's all I have to say about the cast, really. Um not much because I don't know the family that well. Um so, my first thoughts going into this movie. Like I said, I had been waiting for this for about 6 months, right? It's a genre that I have never like watched it before right historical fantasy japanese dramas all movies i just i don't know of anyone right and you guys might correct me in that like maybe there are some like that but honestly i can't think of even one this is the first of the type and it reminds me of alchemy of souls if you've seen my review of alchemy of souls you'll see that i mention what i mean when i say something's an historical fantasy right um alchemy of souls and happy marriage have the same kind of fantasy in that this is a world where magic exists right it's not a world where magic is ordered or it's a secret or anything no everybody from the emperor down to like regular people can have powers and in this movie they do the emperor is like a seer right and then you have the great families that all have their own specialty right they have a gift in that family that they're all known for right i think in saimori's family right Mio's family it's wind right in the usaba's family it's mind control so everybody has a power of some kind and it's just common right because that's what they live in that's something i don't see often right alchemy of souls was like the last one right and that was in 2022 right so this is the newest like asian movie i'm watching that has this element right and so i was actually really excited for this when i saw the trailer because it had the historical element but also had the fantasy element and that just that is something i absolutely absolutely love so in this episode i really want to talk about what i liked about this movie and also not what i did not like but what i thought was missing because something is missing in this movie and i actually don't know what it is but i'm going to try and explore what it might have been that that kind of left me feeling not satisfied right and disclaimer for those out there that are like well this was how it was supposed to be in the manga or something i have not read the manga because I, I believe it's based on a manga of some kind, right? So this is a live action of an existing work. I have not read manga. I do not read mangas, guys. Um, Just because I don't like them, right? I just don't like comics in that sense of any kind, of any country. So I have not read manga. I'll put that out there now. My thought and my opinions are based solely on this movie, right? So yeah i will start with the things that i liked about this movie because there are actually tons and tons of things that are amazing about this like i mentioned it's one of a kind it's an historical movie that has fantasy in it right that's again something that it just isn't done as often and they do this well a lot of things about this movie were done well the very first thing that i think makes this movie very good and that I liked about this movie is the casting. Like I mentioned, Meguro Ren is an excellent, excellent cast for Kudo Kiyoka. There's just something about the way he walks. Like I feel like if I read the manga, I I, I didn't. He would be what I envision him to look like. From like his hair, his like silver hair to how he walks to everything, he just screams like the duke of a rich family like duke of like a wealthy you know old timey family right um and so he plays that so well so it was a good cast he definitely looks different from you know <laughs> my love makes up or even silence because it was in silence as well i forgot to mention that but literally he looks like he stepped out of the manga <laughs> um right so that's one thing that i really liked about this it was good casting for the male lead but the female lead was the one that actually stole my heart because after the main introduction right where they're explaining the world and this idea of these insects this grotesqueries or whatever they call it right the female lead starts her narration and i have to say i was shocked by her voice right i don't know what i was expecting but i was not expecting our voice to be that deep that was the first thought that came into my mind that our voice is very deep right um i don't know why i expected our voice to be on the cute side but i'm glad it was not because it only makes sense for somebody that has gone through what she's gone through to sound the way she does right and that's not to say that our voice does not gradually i would say become softer in a way as she shares that burden and the abuse that she's been through but in the beginning there's just something very lonesome very strong but sad about her voice and i immediately thought this is a good casting right because it's funny her face doesn't fit her voice at all at least for me um so when i heard that voice i was like yep good casting right contrast that to the voice of a half sister that has a more girlish like tone to it because of how she was raised right so you can kind of see that element playing even in the voice right so i thought she was a good casting in that sense there's also the fact that even though she's beautiful right she's very beautiful she's not out of this world beautiful which is realistic i feel like right she's in average i don't think but she isn't out of this world beautiful and again i still like that in the sense that when kudo kyoka like falls in love with her i believe that it's because of other things and not because she's beautiful right um i mean he does think she's beautiful right there's that scene where she walks through you know after changing and wearing the new kimono that he bought for her and he's stunned by how beautiful she is right but again it's not the major idea that they're going for right and so i like that about this too it's very grounded in a sense um and so that's something i really enjoyed right from the get-go so yeah awesome casting they could not have casted two better people for the main male lead and the female lead then the second thing that i really liked about this movie is the sound this is a very odd thing to say and it's not something i would normally notice but i have to say that The sound in this is just amazing. I don't know who their sound engineer is, but he really brought it. And okay, so I used Apple earbuds when I was watching this. And thank God, imagine if I had just like played it out loud on speakers. I would have missed tons and tons of sound. But guys, if you're watching this, you have to watch it with earphones or headphones, right? Because... The base and the, just, I don't know how to explain it. It adds to the feeling of this movie, right? Like, it just adds so much to this movie. The Asan engineer, like I said, phenomenal talent he has, honestly, because he, I feel like, made this movie even better. He really added that element of fantasy, right? That element of, you know, darkness that came with this movie. Right, when it came to like the insects and the grotesqueries, right, so I really applaud <laughs> right the the sound and the sound engineer in this, even the moments where it was just a minor thing they wanted to show, right, the way the sound came in in those moments, for example, where Mio is sleeping and she's kind of projecting her powers, right, Kyoka comes in and he tries to wipe her tears away you know and tries to wake her up from this nightmare that she seems to be having there's that moment and that subtraction of light in the scene just as her mind does what it does best which is like try to manipulate the mind right and in that moment the way the sound came in was just i i was just taken aback and shook like it was so good that i was like on the edge of my seat right so that's something i really like about this movie it did that so well that i have no complaints because it kind of carries the movie to a new dimension that i think i was just not expecting it to be like right um you could tell that it really put effort into this right the little sandy air when the insects, the grotesque are doing their thing too, was very kind of uncanny and creepy. And, you know, I also like that sense of just, almost like they're creepy crawlies of some kind, right? Um, and so that's what I mean when I say like, they just did the sounding so well that I have no complaints really. Um, and it was a nice surprise, honestly. So yeah, sound excellent. Then the next thing that I think was really good about this movie was the cinematography and the CGI. Also bringing in that sound as well because those three things kind of mesh together and just make this very, very good. Like I said, this is not a genre that is common, right? And I'm sure it was not cheap. <laughs> um, Historical fantasy in, you know, Japan is just not something they do. Um, and so the cinematography of this world, you know, was, it was so good. Um, I really liked seeing that. I really liked seeing, you know, how they meshed fantasy with the historical, right? Um, nothing is really about a certain period of time. Yeah, they're using a certain like era, but they are not talking about the broader issues that would have been going on at that time, right? It's just about the story, right? Which I liked, right? Because you don't want to step on people's toes, one of my favorite scenes when it came to the cinematography was that scene where Mio is trying to help and save Kiyoka when she finally figures out that the emperor has been trying to actually kill Kiyoka because he's a threat now that he's married to her you know a dreamweaver or will be married to her a dreamweaver um and she falls on the ground right and as she gets up and she's like, she's going through two different worlds, right? She's breaking the reality of one world to go into another world. That scene and the change was fantastic. She goes into like something that looks like water, right? And comes out, you know, like this giant mass of black, right? As she enters the new world. And that scene was like, oh breathtaking right those were the aspects that when i say this movie just does things well it just it's things like that right and so yeah cinematography cgi fantastic everything was just good in that sense right there's nothing to say about the world or the cgi or the sound everything was fantastic but at the same time (laughs) I felt like something was missing in this movie. And I don't know what it is. I just wasn't as satisfied as I would have been. Maybe because it was short. Like, it's a movie. It's not that long. Maybe it was longer. I would feel better. But something was missing. That's what I think, right? And I'm going to explore what I think was missing. The first thing that I think might have been missing in this was that the ending just felt to me very anticlimactic for some reason. I just felt like i did not see them bonding off right that was my feeling that yeah i mean they went through stuff and they fell in love but like the feeling the moments they shared together there weren't that many of them to the point where i felt like they should fall in love or be in love right i felt like i wanted more romantic moments between them right i want them to show me more of that fluttering feeling but they didn't right it ended i felt like not at a good place or they fell in love way too quickly that was my own feeling there's also something to the fact that this movie is called my happy marriage and they're actually not married (laughs) right she's his fiance for the whole period of time to the point where it was giving me anxiety that aren't they supposed to be married because i felt that like them not being married was something that be used against them you know because i was really hoping that I would see life after marriage, right? That's what I thought this movie would be about. Um, but that wasn't it. It was before. So she wasn't actually his wife yet. And that was just, it was a needling thing in my, in like my mind um, for no good reason. And I just felt like people take advantage of that. And they did, right? Her half-sister tries to like, get her to cancel the marriage because of that. And so, yeah, that was another aspect that I was like, eh, I wish she was actually married and they were actually already married, you know. So there was no room for the fact that she and him were kind of bonded. But no, she just goes to live with him before marriage, which I didn't know was a thing, but apparently it is. Then the major thing that I think really worked against this movie when it came to just getting me to enjoy it fully was the last fight scene. So, when they actually find out that the Emperor, you know, is trying to kill Kiyoka, wants Kiyoka to kind of die in the battle, and that's kind of releasing insects to affect or afflict his division, right? Mio goes to help him, right? All good and well. My issue came with how she helped, right? Because the story mentions that the Usaba family are a family that are not against the insects, really. They are there to curb the gifts of other gifted people. Because they can control minds, right? And so when she went in, because again, they also mentioned that the insects, this particular brand that's affecting the area, seems to be using the mind. When she finally goes in, I thought that she would somehow be able to get the soldiers back to their right mind, right? That she should be able to get them to win over the insects that were affecting their mind that's why i thought she was going to like give them a push or you know basically extract the insects basically because again she works and her power works on gifted people so that's why i thought she was going to do you know give them that boost to take back their mind but instead it seemed like she only gave the boost to kyoka which was odd And so kyoka got the boost and then somehow he was able to only destroy the insects in other people right which i thought was odd because i thought again that the issue with the insect was that it was affecting the minds of the soldiers so there's really nothing that's what the issue was there was nothing kyoka could do he couldn't kill his soldiers because again it was just insects that were in their mind right but it seemed that somehow it was able to the minute that she got there and you know landed her lended him sorry her power which i thought was odd it would have made more sense if she had just helped each soldier you know kind of work to remove the insects in their mind right but i don't know that was just one thing that was very odd to me that i was like I think they have made a mistake somehow because he was going around, like, Kyoka was going around slashing the insects out of, like, their body. And I'm like, is he, like, metaphorically slashing the insects out of their body, like, in the dream world? Because if he was slashing in real life, technically he was slashing them with, like, his actual sword. Right? Again, I'm overthinking this. Obviously, I shouldn't, but that's what was in my mind, right? And so, it was just little things that just was, like, iffy to me that I was like uh, something about this is not it's not giving you know the ending is just not it's not giving what I thought it would give right <laughs> so even though this was a fantastic movie I loved it so much I will rewatch it a few times probably in like a theater or something if they are showing it anywhere but I thought that those elements were kind of wonky they were shaky on shaky legs right but regardless this was a very very good movie and i highly highly recommend it it's something short and sweet and it really immerses you the minute you start because even the way the insects are portrayed at the very beginning right very very good so i highly highly recommend this movie to you if you've not seen it do check it out um and yeah this has been my review of my happy marriage very good fantasy historical Japanese movie thank you guys so much for listening have a nice day bye